the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, your money, your life. It's This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Rob Black. Howdy, howdy, and good morning. It's Rob Black Show. It's raining in California yet again. Animals are starting to pair up two by two, and they're waiting at the Golden Gate Bridge. Hey, but it's good the news is we're solving one of our problems in California was the drought. That's good news. So, always got to look at it one way. Feel a little under the weather today. Did I drink too much last night? No. Actually, uh, staying away from the, the boozy booze these days. Long story short, it's just the weather's got me down, I think. I'm kind of a little bit bummed, a little bit tired of it, a little bit. Anyhow, let's talk about what's happening in the world today. And if you want to call in with your opinions, please do. It's the last week of January. First month of the year has flown by, hasn't it? 2010. It's crazy how fast time flies. You any closer to retirement? How you doing? You saving money? You got a program? You got an idea? Where are you? You can call the show 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Of course, the show is always better when you call in, but sometimes people don't want to call in. And I get that. They just want to hear and wait and see if I say something smart, or they want to hear and wait and see if I mean people. I got to talk to a bunch of teachers this weekend, and that was great. I did what the CTA, uh, Teachers Association, and it was for it was a conference for new teachers. And believe it or not, I was like the keynote, which is kind of fun and interesting. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I love teachers. Uh, I know that sounds cliche and all, but I, I think it's a noble profession. I think it's an underpaid profession. I think it's the most important profession in our society other than police and fire. So I, I think they're underpaid and they have weird issues. Like they don't pay Social Security, but they get a pension. They get CalSTRS instead of CalPERS. CalPERS is the pension plan for public employees. CalSTRS is the pension plan for teachers. And it's really weird the way we treat our teachers. Now, again, teachers are great, right? We all had a teacher who changed our life. There's no doubt about it. But they get pitched these CalSTRS programs at lunch. And it's kind of offensive, for instance, you know, in teacher's planning her day and she's got classes coming in, classes going out, classes coming in, classes going out. She goes to lunch and there's, you know, in the cafeteria, free pizza. Ooh, who doesn't like free pizza, right? Turns out that an annuity company's come and said, hey, we're one of your 60 options and we want to show you why we're the best. Now, it's offensive as all hell. It makes me angry that an investment advice can be given out over free pizza. You know who else does that? Drug companies. Drug companies will go to your doctors, and they're not allowed to do it as much anymore, and they'll bring in free pizza for the staff. And during lunch, they'll say, by the way, we've got this new erectile dysfunction drug that'll make men hard and not blow up their hearts. And that's what America wants. And oh, by the way, enjoy the free pizza. 
So in the, oh, here's some free samples. Here's some free samples. Same thing happens in the teacher's world where, you know, in, in the cafeteria, that's where deals are made. And hell, who doesn't love free pizza? You know, in hell, who, you're a teacher. I mean, come on. You got a, a loved one at home. You're making $40,000 a year to start. You can't afford, you know, California. You don't want to, you know, study anymore because you're studying all the time. You're a teacher. So you go, oh, I'll go with that one. Or they'll hear from another teacher. You know, here's some good, here's a good, you know, choice. And they'll go with that one. Now, you have annuities, which are crap products. I'm sorry, they're crap products. They're too safe, especially since they got the pension. Their pension covers about 45, 50, 55, 60% of their income needs in retirement. That's the safety. They don't need the extra safety of uh, an annuity. So anyway, I, I, I felt for these teachers. I really did because they were, you know, listening to me on bated breath. And that's kind of fun. You know, oh, good God. You know what? Single men, let me give you some advice. Find teacher conferences. Because what they typically do is they do all the conferencing on Saturday and Sunday. Friday night, it's a dance party. It's a dance party. And who doesn't like dancing teachers? Who doesn't like dancing teachers? So find out where these big conferences are, and that's how you can find a wife, ladies and gentlemen. And who wouldn't want to marry a teacher? Teachers are salt of the earth. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Avatar was the big movie at the weekend again. Brought in another spectacular $36 million. It's on a roll. It's up to $552 million domestically. Ticket sales declined only 16%, showing that the biggest, baddest budget 3D blockbuster, James Cameron, not slowing down. It has surpassed The Dark Knight. It's become the second highest grossing film in the United States. It's getting really close to Titanic as far as the United States goes. Um, it's only $48 million away. And again, last weekend they pulled in $36 million. So it's, it's going to make it. It's going to make it. It may sputter towards the end, but it's going to make it. This week, Steve Jobs comes down from the mountain. How excited are you about that? The Oracle, the Guru, the Buddha, the man with two sets of tablets. He's coming down. It's like Moses, and he's going to bring us a tablet. Is it going to be the Ten Commandments? Uh Uh-uh. It's going to be a tablet computer, and we all know it's coming. You know who I think it does the biggest damage to? Is Amazon. I think it's the death of the Kindle. You know, there's some new ideas, too. Some game developers started to think that if you have a tablet, like, it's, it's big enough... It's it's like a big square. It's like a big piece of paper. It's that kind of size. They're going to start developing some games so that two people can play at the same time on the same device. It'll be interesting to see. What are the big stories out there? The movie Extraordinary Measures was a lot like The Blind Side. It was a good story. It was a big flop. Thank God. I'm so tired of Harrison Ford. Him and his old man earring. I hate old men with earrings. I really hate old men with earrings. It's just, it's old men with ponytails and old men with earrings. It's just wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. Howard Stern, his contract with Satellite Radio's Sirius XM, it's in its final year. There's rumors, get this, I still don't have a contract, but there's rumors that Clear Channel is going to be giving him a contract. Clear Channel's my company. There's speculation he might consider coming back to FM radio. The tussle over Howard Stern, it's going to start now. Sirius wants to keep him back because they're dead in the water if he leaves. The shock jock kicked off speculation on where he'll work next. He says, I actually have an offer. So he said on their air that he actually has an offer. Well, not a bona fide offer, but people have been making them to him, he says. Clear Channel wants him in a bad way. He's not going back to CBS. That, that marriage ended badly. Stern said he, has, he, 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 he won't say who reached out to him. And... It, you know, Clear Channel would be interested in signing him. Radio is in a decline. Radio is hurting. 
Interest hinges on whether Stern, whose on-air profanities resulted in fines from the FCC, would be willing to work within limitations of free over-the-air radio. So, but if he would, I think FM radio would welcome him back. I think there's a big sore spot missing him. Now, again, we got Armstrong and Getty, so we're taken care of. But I don't know. I think Cleartown would kill for him, to be quite honest. I, I think the Cleartown Salesforce would kill for him. Sears XM, they averted bankruptcy last year. They bought a 40% stake from, uh, well, they had John Malone's Liberty Media. It's weird when you own a media company like Liberty Media, you actually are known as John Malone. Like John Malone's a big pioneer, but uh, the average school teacher doesn't know who he is. The average person out there who's driving, is like, who's John Malone? But in my industry, whenever you say Liberty Media, you always say John Malone. So he bought a 40% stake in the company for $530 million in loans, and they're not going to be able to afford. Sirius really, honestly, if, if they can find the money, I'll be impressed. They're not going to be able to afford to resign him. So... It's the question is, does Stern want to work in the FCC-free world, or does he want to come back to FM radio, where I think he'd be welcome, to be quite honest. I think people would, would be falling all over him, especially Clear Channel. A lot of radio companies have been signing up talent you know, to shorter one- or two-year deals just in case he comes out. So, you know Casey Kasem's still alive? Isn't that amazing? Casey Kasem, the voice of Scooby-Doo, still alive. I wouldn't have thought that. Oh, and by the way, Clear Channel's come out of the way and said we can afford him. So Clear Channel, they got Rush Limbaugh, they got Ryan Seacrest. So Clear Channel's got some talent up their sleeve, so to speak. But they don't have a deal for me yet. My deal over this week. So Friday's the big Bonanza show. The Super Duper Rob Black Bonanza 210th episode. So you don't want to miss it. Oh, get this. California. This is big news. You know how he said rain's solving one of our problems? Wish it would rain cash. Wouldn't that be a great fantasy to wake up to? Hearing quarters hitting on your roof, ding, 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 sounds like a little slot machine. California's other problem, other than the drought, is John Ching. He's our state controller. He's issued a stern warning about California's cash reserves. He said Schwarzenegger must act on the nearly $9 billion in budget cuts over that he's seeking by March. So we're starting to get towards the end of January, and we're starting to head towards March. And he says we're going to run out of money yet again, sending out IOUs yet again, firing teachers yet again, downsizing classrooms or downsizing schools yet again. Figuring out prisons yet again. This is all coming in the news. It's coming in the next couple of months. State wouldn't climb back to what it's considered a safe level of cash on hand, he said. No way. Tax revenues are expected to begin flowing into Sacramento um, in March. Uh, He's calling for an additional $2 billion in cash flow solutions. So we're going to hear all about it. To get your calls on the air today, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. 5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about the stock market. Stock market took a dumper in the last three business days. Where will it close today? We could talk about the Super Bowl. Do you care? Brett Favre, man. I don't know if he should come back now. He had such a great year. Such a great year. And then he throws the, the interception back across his body. And everyone goes back two couple two years ago, three years ago when he was with the Packers and he did the same thing in the, the championship game against uh, the Giants, and the Giants go on to win the Super Bowl, and now Minnesota's out because he throws an uh, interception late in the game when it's tied, when all the money is on the table. Boy, not good to be Brett Favre today because uh, everyone's going to be bringing up those comparisons. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Here we come, right back where we started from. Oh, hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black.
9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black talking all things financial. Osama bin Laden has purportedly been speaking in an audio tape saying Al Qaeda ordered the Christmas bomb attempt. What's important about this is I refer to that as political risk. There's risk out there every day in the stock market, every single day. There's earnings risk, there's inflation risk, there's news risk, there's political risk. Uh,. What do I mean by that? I mean, Osama bin Laden can send the price of oil up just by saying, you infidel dogs. Boom, oil goes higher. Now, how does that affect you and me? Well, it hurts. It hurts our whole nation. Gas prices, heating winter oil. Ooh, it's been a rough winter, by the way. Keep in mind, all the rain that falls here is snow on the East Coast. It's kind of fun, isn't it? We send them our pollution. We send them our rain, which turns into snow and ice. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to Chuck in Petaluma. How are you, Chuck? Hey, Rob. How you hey, doing? Hey, Chuck. Um, love your show. You know, I, I, I'm a geezer. I don't have uh, any earrings or a ponytail, though. You know, and I you hate I you gotta... hate other seniors though that have earrings and ponytails, right? Oh yeah, I'm with you. And you know, every every time I see Harrison Ford, I just cringe. I, that guy's got such a sourpuss, man. And I, he's got one one mode, you know, which is a grimace or something. I, I don't know. Um, Woman he's married me. to has kind of the same sourpuss face too. Oh yeah, right. And yeah. the Botox lips, right? So, <laughs> oh yeah, she's got some Botox going. That's that's called a duck face, by the way. There's a great website called AntiDuckFace dot com that. Uh, uh, makes fun of everybody pouting, but uh, anyway. Um, so you got a lot of time on your hands, Chuck. What's that? You got a lot of time on your hands. If you, <laughs> no, if you know antiduckface.com. Really. <laughs> my son, my son, sent me the link. You know. Yeah, yeah. Blame Otherwise, him. I wouldn't know about it. You know. Um, but anyway, um, I, I'm married to a teacher. Okay. And and. Uh, you know, I, I just, it just I get livid whenever anybody starts criticizing teachers. It's the toughest job in the world, you know, and and they're underpaid, and you know they take the blame for everything. You know, uh, uh, it's a parental problem that the problem with the schools. But in, not, nonetheless, anyway, you know, she 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 wanted to roll in her four hundred three b ten years ago or so, and um, she was uh, confused, like. A lot of us about uh, financial issues, you know, and I—that's why I love your show because you you educate us. But um, uh, she asked me to go along with her um, to talk to the 403B rep, and um, the rep would basically did the hard sell with the annuity, and it, um, I was uh, smart enough to to know not to to go for that. I'm not real astute financially, but I, I did know that. But um, it was, I don't know if you've ever been trapped by a timeshare salesman, but oh, yeah. she, she was not going to take no for an answer. She she was pushing this annuity and uh, 
when she finally realized that we weren't going to go for it, um, she uh, the, the the meeting was over, and we we were trying to find out other information about other investment you know um, options, and we couldn't get it. We had to basically research it on our own, you know. And, uh, anyway, it's frustrating, uh, right? Very frustrating. Your wife's a good teacher. How could she possibly, you know, take the time to be a, a good financial planner? And they get pitched at school. I mean, they say, in my opinion, credit card companies shouldn't be allowed on college campuses and or on high school campuses. Say, so I don't think annuity salespeople should be allowed at school. I, Absolutely, and it was the same thing. It was a lunchtime. Uh, you know, I took took time off work and and went with her. It, it was lunchtime in the you know the break room and. It was just a hard sell, and you know a lot of her, um, a lot of her uh, friends went for it. You know, yeah. and I, I think they got screwed, really. But um, anyway, it, it, it's a drag. It's a drag, and uh, you know, like, like I said, I, I get ticked off when people start banging on teachers. You know, well, listen, they're, to this they're, they're, they're they're called to their profession. That's what people don't realize. You know, they they work for nothing, yeah. and uh, they don't work for nothing. Well, I, I know, Rob, but, but relative to yeah, prison guards. Oh, yeah, yeah. So trust me, it, it's a key component. And like I told the teachers, I, I, had a, I had a lot of fun with them, just to let you know. I mean, me in a room with 400 women. Oh, um, I can imagine. And there were some men there, too. So I'm not saying all teachers. Are, I mean, I, it was fantastic. But um, what's interesting is that I said, teach our kids well, because they're going to be high-paying tax uh, citizens. Um, I said, don't I let let the arts program drops. And I didn't know this. Most of the art programs have already been dropped out of California. Oh yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know they don't teach music. I didn't know that a lot of arts programs have been dropped. I'm like East Coast. They got arts programs. No, no. There's no art. There's no music. There's there's nothing. Uh, except, That's tragic. Uh, teaching for the test, basically. Teaching and, for the and, test. And what, like I said, um, the, the 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 problem with the kids is not the teachers; it's the parents. Man, they, they, the parents send the kids to school and expect babysitting the, the, the school to raise them. And ultimately, what it comes down to is, uh, I heard one principal recently say, "It's I've got 120 different languages at my school." And oh my god! How do you how do you teach yeah. that? So it's insane. It's insane. It's so so broken. It's heart it's heartbreaking. You know. Anyway, thanks for the call, Chuck. He, okay, love your show, man. Keep Chuck, it up. Chuck brought up teaching for the test, and a lot of people don't know this because, let's face it, we're young, we're sexy, we're vibrant, we're not thinking about these things. Um, What's happening in a lot of elementary schools is they're teaching for the test. And what that basically means is, screw history. They got to get these test scores higher, otherwise they lose their job. And if that doesn't happen, then the principal loses his job. And if that doesn't happen, then the whole, you know, all teachers lose their job. I mean, they gut the thing, basically, and bring in a whole new staff. It's all about teaching for the test. But listen to this. I mean, uh, people have other opinions, though. Tony sends an email. He goes, I don't feel sorry for teachers. They, they may start out low in pay, but I know a few teachers each bringing down $80,000 plus and principals bringing down six figures. What I find amazing is that they do not unify districts to save money so that these school board, board jobs don't lose their jobs. Um, I can tell you that occurs in a lot of smaller districts. In the San Jose area, two-thirds of teachers own their own homes. Not bad for starting out at a low pay. My friend, a former teacher, retired with 80% pay. I get it. I get that you love and you're jealous of the pension. At times, I love and am jealous of the pension. Pensions don't really exist anymore. We need teachers in our society um, so that we give them pensions. We guarantee their pay. Um, with that said, 40000 in the first three years out of college, I was making six figures. I've been making six figures for the last 20 years. Teachers will never hit six figures. 
unions uh, now again. Here's where I get into a lot of problems with teachers, and I, it, it's a damnation game. Like for instance, I spoke to 400 teachers, and the union put together this amazing conference to help teach them teach. And I, I was afraid. I mean, I honestly went into that event looking at the documentation going, I hope to God the union isn't screwing the teachers. And you know what? They prep the teachers good. They give them fantastic paperwork to read. They give them fantastic brochures to read. They bring in people like me who are fair and balanced to speak. They actually do a pretty good job. You know, we're all afraid of big unions. We're all afraid like they live in this big ivory tower. I'll say this. The CTA, the teachers union, they... They're big, they're powerful, they're a huge lobby. Um, I think they do well fought by their teachers. So with that said, I, I disagree with Tony's email. I think $80,000 a year for being a teacher sucks. I mean, I wouldn't want to do, I, I do actually want to be a teacher now, and I think on this show I am a teacher. Um, and I think I got a pretty damn big classroom with this microphone. Uh, with that said, uh, I want to, you know, I want to want to put up with a eighth grader, you know, Lying to me, cheating on me, uh, stealing stuff from me, calling me all the effing words on the world. Not really. Anyway, 800-345-5639. We don't have to make this all about teachers. We do not. We can make it all about you. Obama is writing an aid package for the middle class. Okay? I'm not going to get that popular with the people out there because I know you love this guy as a president. He's a populist. All he does is he does whatever you want him to do. You basically, he wants to win the popularity contest. So, I mean, he, I'm surprised he hasn't started singing pants on the ground yet. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. He's going to do it soon because now he's starting to talk about economic aid for struggling middle class. He's starting to pick on the banks because we're all angry at the banks. We see that they're earning billions of dollars. Rob Black said invest in banks. When, when they're getting hammered and shellacked, I said invest in banks because that's how you get even. You understand that, that they're winning their game. So President Obama said today he's going to offer help for people struggling to pay their bills and care for families. He's appealing to a middle class, he says, has been under assault for a long time. What this is all about? November. The elections. He's doing everything he can to stop his party from getting torn to shreds. Because people aren't happy, and when they're not happy, they vote people out. And the people they'd be voting out are the incumbents, and the incumbents are Democrats. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. You'd have to have, like, truth serum in my arm to figure out which one I truly am. I ain't gonna tell you. I like gridlock. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating. Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. It's 800-345-5639. One of the questions the teachers asked me on the teachers conference, and I thought this is a pretty good question. What stock should I invest in? I know you're saying you do a stock show, and tell me what stocks to invest in. It's pretty funny. I don't think people should invest in stocks. I don't think most people know how to do it. I think you should invest in indices of stocks. So it's kind of a reflection of instead of buying a super cool tech company that you really don't understand and you don't understand their competition, you don't understand funds from operations, cash flow, you don't understand depreciation of assets. I think you should just buy capitalism, which is the United States. Capitalism kind of works. I mean, think of it very Donald Trumpian. You're fired. When you're good, we hire. 
when you're bad, we fire. So we kind of consume our paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. And when we get kind of greedy, we kind of extend, extend that a little bit. And then we kind of pull it back all at the same time. You kind of get the idea where I'm going at here. In Asia, what you're investing in is, this is not a popular thing for me to say, but a lot of times I speak in generalizations, just kind of get my point across. In Asia, what you're investing in is third world countries becoming middle class. India is not a country of snake charmers. India is a complicated, well-developed political, well-developed college system. But in the United States, we think of them as snake charmers. You've never been. It's a great country. You know, it's kind of cool. If you ever go to India, try to take along someone who's an American woman, five foot six, five foot seven, five foot eight, five foot ten, blonde. She's a goddess there. So if you're, let's say, let's say for instance, you're, let's say you're a frumpy dumpy in the United States. You're one of those girls who just can't quite get love, but you're five foot ten and blonde hair. Go to India. You will be idolized as a goddess. It's one of the greatest feelings in the world. Although I'm not a five foot tall woman. I think it would be a pretty great feeling to be idolized because I like being idolized. I got to tell you, I dig that. Anyway, um, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? One of the big stories out there today is existing home sales drop more than forecast. Last week, I probably made a famous segment, which we'll replay during my best of black days. I don't know when we're going to get to the best of black days, but we should. Um, best of black. That's me, me, me. Speaking of me in third person. Anyway, home sales. I talked about realtors last week and how I, I kind of despise that sometimes realtors will confuse cash with success or cash with brains. So just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean real estate always goes up. Just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean you're smart. It means you're at the right place at the right time. So there was a woman that I spoke with at a seminar last week. Uh, she was on the panel, 70 years old, just a little teeny, tiny, teeny, like osteoporosis is set in. She's wearing a purple jumpsuit and gold belt and gold necklaces. Uh, she looks like she's the type of woman that spends, uh, probably four hours a day on her hair. Like that can't be real. That can't be what's up with old women spending all that time on their hair. I feel bad for women. Bit of advice for women. Keep your hair long when you have kids. Try it. Don't, don't, don't go, don't, don't go short. Just try to keep it long for a little bit. Anyway, um, because you, don't, you look like a boy. You don't look younger. You look like a boy. Anyway, um, where do we go with this? Where do we go with this? Where do we go with this? Heidi's got long, beautiful hair. Luscious, long, beautiful hair that I'd love to shampoo. Totally inappropriate comment, but that's what guys think. 800-345-5639. Home sales slid in December. Put at least a temporary end to a gradually improving picture for real estate. Deepening questions about the market viability. A lot of people think this real estate slumps over and it's back to golden days. Happy days are here again. You know, we're in the money. We're in the money. Like people are thinking that real estate always makes you wealthy. I will tell you honestly, this teacher's event, it doesn't always make you wealthy. There was a teacher who was 43 years old, single mother. She goes, I'm 43, single mother. I'm thinking about walking away from my home and get an apartment. I'm like, yeah, that's probably what you're going to need to do. So real estate for a lot of people put them in the possession where... They're walking away from $600,000. They're walking away from the biggest debt in their lifetime. They're walking away from something that's intimidating, something they feel shame about. Although, you know what's happening right now? People are starting to go from this, like, I got foreclosed on. That's what they used to do. Shame, embarrassment, and here's what they're doing now. I walked out. I walked out on the property. 
like people are starting to take pride in it. There's a little bit of a mentality shift going on. And I get it. I get it. Shame is one of those things that oh, if you can get over shame, you could be wildly successful. A lot of people are ashamed of their weight. A lot of people are ashamed of succeeding. A lot of people are ashamed of having a voice. If you can get over shame, you could become wildly successful. I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not going to be, hey, everybody, get rid of your shame. Walk around the house naked. If you walk around the house naked, you're going to be the next millionaire. Do you want to be a millionaire? Walk around the house naked. Actually, maybe I will become the next Tony Robbins because that was fun. But I'll tell you honestly, um, shame is one of those things that hold us back. And it, it's, it's, it's a shame that it does. I know you're saying it's a shame that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, home, existing home sales. The government tax credit, it distorted things. In November, when fears that the credit's expiration compelled, uh, that the credit was going to expire, people were compelled to buy. Home sales rose more than forecast. So what we did was we, we brought in future sales. It's like the cash for clunkers. What we did was we said, go get a new car now because here's your, your stimulus. I got a car that was 10 years old. At some point, I'm, it's done. And then when it's done, I'm going to get another vehicle. And you know what I'm going to get? I'm going to get a used vehicle. And I think used vehicles are sexy. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Lawrence Yoon, he's with that Realtors Association. He says, we'll likely have another surge in spring as homebuyers take advantage of the extended and expanded tax credit. Analysts have been expecting a weak number, calling for an average drop of about 11%. The number of homes on the market is continuing to fall, which is good news. It dropped to about 3.29 million homes, and that's about a supply of 7.2 months. If we don't build another home or if mom and dad don't put another home up for sale, it's going to take about 7.2 months to... um, Get rid of all the homes. Now, back in December, that number was 6.5. Larger inventories typically mean drop in prices. What that means is um, back in the golden age of real estate, when there was two to three months of inventory, there was 10 people bidding, putting a bid on a house. Well, now there's 10 houses for 10 people. So you don't have to put 10 bids on one house and bid it up. So the supply is killing the pricing. You know what the average home in the United States is? Average home in the United States is $177,000. Doesn't that make you feel ashamed of what you paid for your home? Doesn't that make you feel a little ashamed that you chased real estate? Hey, I did it. I feel comfortable doing it. I, I don't mind losing a million dollars. How's that for a bold statement? I can live with that. But you, I See, the thing is, I know that. It's out there. It's something that I'm good with. It's something I feel comfortable with. Most people think I'm going to buy real estate and make tons and tons of money. Right now, you might get lucky and do it. You really might. You might get a bounce that that people, you know, they're they're willing to chase. I mean, honestly, when I tell you to buy a home in the best neighborhood, buy the worst home in the best neighborhood. Because at some point in time, there's going to be, you know, some husband and wife driving down the road. They want their kid to go to a good school system. They don't want Who wants to send their kid to the dumb school? Really, like you could see school scores, right? So who wants to send their kid to that school? No one. So to get into the good schools, you got to get in the good neighborhoods. Find the good neighborhoods. Buy the good, and ultimately, you might be lucky to find someone to buy that house from you is what it comes down to. What you're looking for is the home that a guy and his wife are driving down the road, and the guy just wants to go home and watch baseball. The guy just wants to go home and watch football. He's tired of looking. Um, and she goes, it's got good schools. Look, 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 look. They got, they got, it's the cutest Halloween street. Everyone decorates. Look, 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 look. Dad's playing with his little boy outside. That's the street you want. You don't, oh, oh, another thing you don't want. You want to look at the age of the neighborhood. You don't want, and this is, it gets skewed in California because that damn Prop 13. 
You don't want a neighborhood with a lot of old people. You don't. You want a neighborhood with a lot of young people. They're the taxpayers. They're the ones who are going to be there. They're the ones that are going to invest in their properties. What do old people do? They sit around and watch Oprah all day. They sit around and watch uh, Maury. So they're not out there improving their house. They're not out there you know, doing add-ons. Uh-uh. They ain't got the money for it. They're trying to live till the day they die. And they're trying to watch what they spend because they no longer have income coming in. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. So the average home, $177,000. You feel any shame about that? 800-345-5639. And what is this about this whole shame thing? Am I right or am I wrong? If you can kill shame, would you be more successful? I'll tell you what. In my 20s, I kind of got over the fact that I was a little bit on the chubby side. Kind of got over the little bit that I was flat, flabby. Makes the bedroom a lot more exciting. Once you get over that shame, you know, anyway, 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Shampoo. I wish I had a cool name like that. Sounds like shampoo. Like that's a good radio name. I don't have a good radio name. I'm Rob Black. I was explaining to my group of teachers on Saturday, and if any group wants me to talk to them, basically, if you can get 13 people together, I'll, I'll talk to you. Not 12. I need at least 13. This was 400. But I was explaining to them, um, like my friends call me Robert. It's really weird to be called Rob in in public. Um, that's how I know you're not my friend. If you call me Rob, uh, I send all my emails, Robert. So how did Rob come about? What's the history of Rob? I was never a Rob. Dentists used to call me Bob. What's up with Dennis calling me Bob? That's just weird. So anyway, um, I was never a, a Bob or a Rob. So when I started the radio show 15 years ago, 14 and a half years ago, and by the way, I'm going to bring back the half. How old are you? I'm 38 and a half. I'm, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. It's going to be, it's going to say, how tall are you? I'm six foot one and a half. I used to be six foot one. I'd never hit six two. I, I was six one and three quarters. And I so badly wanted to be six two, but honestly, I'm just six one and three quarters. But that's really just six one to most of you. Anyway, um, okay. The, the origin of Rob, Rob Black. I was doing stock talk and I didn't know how to make coffee. And I was doing a nationwide show. And I had done shows like 2020 on Wall Street, 2020 Insight. I'd done a lot of financial you know, shows and themes. And then when you go national, they want you to throw your name on it because it's easy to brand. It's easy to brand. It's, they want the brand. They want people to tune in for you is the idea. Not for a financial show, but for you and your thoughts on the financial show. So Rob Black came about because I didn't know how to make coffee. And the show is Stock Talk. Stock Talk with Rob Black. How's this? Stock Talk with Robert Black? Doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right. And what's up with my middle name being Francis? Isn't that the worst middle name ever? Wouldn't a cool middle name be Danger? Why do we have lame middle names? Why do we have middle names like Joanne, Lee? Come on, those are lame. 800-345-5639. Oh, oh, so I need a cool name. How about Biggity 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 Black? Hey, everyone, it's me, Biggity 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 Black. I'm going to appeal to the hip urban people. So I work at a station that has an urban station, and they look at me like, you're the, the white dude who does money. You're the white dude. In front. You know what's kind of cool about Clear Channel? They hire people for the urban show that aren't white. They, I mean, it's a lot of color in this station, a lot of youth, a lot of piercings, a lot of, like, energy. I love it. But me, white dude. Frank in San Francisco. How are you, Frank? Hey, listen, my, uh, my name's Francis. I'm named after uh, my uh, Sicilian godfather. 
So it's a good name. It's a good name to be if you're a Sicilian grandfather. But in elementary school, when they called out Francis, you got your butt beat. Everyone yeah, well, giggled at you. True? Yeah. Now, you're a little bit older than me, so Francis was actually kind of cool because it was a Roman Catholic name. A lot of people don't know that. It was John Fitzgerald Francis Kennedy. They actually had two middle names and Bobby Francis Kennedy. So to be named after Kennedy is kind of cool, but 20, 30 years later, it's kind of lame. <laughs> hey, listen, I've got um, I have uh, 450000 bucks in a 401k, which was protected because it, you know most of it was in a CD or money market or whatever when everything hit a couple of years ago. But I now have, and I'm leaving that alone. Uh, I have five hundred thousand bucks cash that's in money markets and CDs, and I also have pink formica in my kitchen. So, what? <laughs> what should I do with it? You have pink formica? Yeah, I know. Do you? You don't let friends in your home, do you? Well, that's the problem. It's like in 1993, I, I bought the house, and I said, first thing I'm going to do is get rid of the pink formica. So, didn't happen. Started my own business instead. Okay. Here's what I would do. Um, how old are you, Frank? Uh, 59. 59, and you basically got a million dollars, right? 450 in your 401k and 500 cash. Yep. Okay. I want it. I would not. I'd leave the Fabica pink. I would not change that. First and foremost, give it another 20 years, and it'll come back in style. Second, when I buy your house, whatever you put in, you're going to put in black granite or black slate, or you're going to put in something that's not going to age well, or you're going to accidentally cut on it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to go, I don't really like that. It's like a lot of people, like everyone has their own likes and dislikes. So you're not really improving the value of your house or the kitchen. Now, if you put in a gold toilet, I'm going to go, it's got a gold toilet. And I'm going to be all excited. Any improvement in the shower, in the bath? I mean, ladies, uh, ladies love the shower. Ladies love the shower. Improve the shower. Put in an extra uh, nozzle or two. Put in a nozzle that they can roam their body with. Men, we just like we just want wet on our head. We're okay, but women want that handheld thing for. Well, you can figure it out. Women love showers. Women love good bathrooms. So improve the bathroom because that'll improve the value of your home. Um, what would I do with a million dollars at fifty nine? I would have a plan. Do you have a plan, Frank? Not really. That's. The- the problem is I've talked to, you know, the same thing the other guy was talking about. People come to your, you know, come to you and they have all these ideas with annuities, et cetera. All I see is them trying to separate me from my money yeah. and most of their money goes to them. And I don't, I'm going to get a couple of percent out of the deal. That's uh, well said. And ultimately what it comes down to is that investment advising is a bit of a commodity because, hell, you could put it in an S&P 500 fund. You could put it in a mid-cap fund. You could put it in a small-cap fund. You could put it in an international fund. You could put it into an income fund, and you're done. So you really got to watch your fees and your costs unless you're complicated where I think when people start getting a million, two million dollars, they should hire someone because you're starting to get complicated. What happens if you die? Uh, what happens if you stop working? Can you do you have a budget that you can live off? Things along those lines. So, I would say strongly consider a financial planner, not not an insurance salesperson, not a banker, not a broker, but what's called a CFP. And a CFP is a certification, and they become fiduciaries. And stay away from the CFPs that sell insurance. There's a lot of crap product out there that's easily marketed, and it's easily marketed to them too. I mean, they become stormtroopers. They don't even realize that they're hurting you because the high fees and the high cost tied towards it. In, in a world of commodities, high fees and high cost kind of lose their edge. Um, I mean, that they kind of kill your performance if you get where I'm going at with that. So 
I'd consider a financial planner. I know it's not the right answer that you're looking for, but I would f- start with, Frank, and this is simple uh, ideas and thanks for the call. Start with a budget. You're, you're hitting retirement age. You're getting there. I don't know if you're still earning. I would continue to earn as long as you can. A million dollars will pay you about $40,000 a year. So start with a budget. Figure out, can you live off $40,000 a year? Keep in mind, after taxes, that's $30,000. Keep in mind, your Social Security is going to be about $20,000, but after health care, it's going to be about $9,000. So can you live off $40,000 after taxes and everything? That's not bad. Um, can you do it? Is your house paid for? What's your budget? You have to start with a budget. Then, at that point in time, I'd consider, if it's not enough, working as long as you can. I would consider um, a two- to six-month emergency fund. Um, when it's time to take money, if you don't need it now, I would say, you know, take one to two years, put it in safety, like cash or CDs or cash equivalents, money markets, um, and let the rest grow for you. Um, and again, I would be aware of everyone out there, but I would consider a financial planner because I think that is what you do when you're complicated. That's what you do when you have a lot of money. That's what you do when it needs to last. That's what you do when you need a will and a state. That's what you do when you need tax efficiencies. That's what you do when you no longer have the ability to earn your way out of problems. You know, I said earlier, I can lose a million dollars. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I can earn my way out of that problem. I'm young. I still have earning ability. So when I bought a house, it it could fall down and I don't care. So I have the proper insurance so that if it falls down, I'm taken care of. I got the proper insurance. If a tree falls on my neighbor's head, I got, you know, I'm okay. So you see where I'm going out with that. Pretty good headline, by the way, in um, the Wall Street Journal today. It's 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 in corporate watch, so it's in B four, and it talks about Huggies, and uh, underneath it it says Huggies baby wipes, a Kimberly Clark product, are seen at Costco outlet in California last month. Kimberly Clark expects organic sales growth of about two percent this year. Okay, what's that mean? Organic babies, they're gonna we're gonna grow babies, and we're gonna need diapers to put on babies' butts. So that's a trick. Figure out how to get. Diapers uh, reusable or recyclable. Uh, Kimberly Clark's fourth quarter earnings rose about 17%. Consumer Products Company's chief executive said it's planning for a slow and modest economic recovery. Maker of Huggies diapers and Kleenex tissues provided guidance for 2010 that fell short of expectations. I would invest in Kimberly Clark. You know why? Because they were around when I was a little boy. And you know what? They're going to be around when I'm an old man. So when my babies, babies, babies are putting diapers on their butt, it's either going to be a Huggy or a Pamper or... Earth soft refreshes and, you know, we'll go through phases in our, our, na- our nation. We'll go through phases where we're like, let's, let's reuse diapers. You know, the reusable diapers are great if you have a lot of babies. Reusable diapers aren't quite as cost efficient if you're just one and done. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's 9, 10 a.m., that you're listening to, 9, 10 a.m. Um, you know, another company I would consider investing in, I'm not telling you to invest in it. I'm not telling you to invest in it. Sarah Lee. What up with Sarah Lee? They were profiled on Barron's. Now, to me, and again, I, I've said this enough that we could probably do a virtual Rob Black show. Heidi can come in here and, and pretend to be me. Um, what, what am I going to say about Barron's? Let's see if Heidi will, can tell me. Let, let's, let's test Heidi real quick because I think this is kind of funny. I talk, you know, come on, when you do a financial show for 15 years, sometimes you repeat your topics more than once. Heidi, what would I say about Barron's? That you love them. What else would I say about Barron's? You're my producer. You've been with me three plus years. You're ideal. And for the record, got an email about you. 
You did? I did. So um, it was tied towards... Is it offensive? It is offensive. (laughs) Great. What else would I say about Barron's before I read you your offensive email? Oh, man. Um, You would say that it's a great, great financial resource. Yes, yes, yes. Good. And other than that, I don't know. I read it in the tub naked. You remember me saying that? No. Or is that visual too tough for you? No, it's not. The visual is not too tough, but I don't remember you saying that. At yeah, all. I, I love Barron's. It's like my Jugs magazine. So it's, it's, I'll say things like if, if you like guns, then guns and ammo is your, your magazine. But if you like money, Barron's is your read. So, and the email comes in from, she's kind of a little bit crazy. I got an email woman, Megan, who texts, she has like her Verizon text thing. And sometimes she'll send like nine in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Black does not like getting nine messages in a row. I hate you. Anyway, she goes, when Heidi has babies, she'll cut her hair, mainly because of the shame of what you said, but also because little babies pull hair. Can I comment on that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I think once you become a mother, you become more practical. And yeah, it's I, long hair is tedious and annoying. And though it looks good, it's kind of a pain in the butt. So when you become a mom, yeah, you don't want to have to deal with the hassle. My advice, don't cut it. So what I would do if your baby's pulling your hair, cow prod, electric cow prod. Every time he touches your head, there's an easier and less offensive answer, which is put it in a ponytail. There you go. So thanks, Heidi. I'm going to be bringing Heidi in studio at some point in time and interviewing Heidi because everyone wants to know more about Heidi. I'm going to try to do the same thing with John Scott because everyone wants to know about my program director and I'll, I'll try to let you interview. I'll try to interview the people that are in my neighborhood. In my neighborhood. So anyway, Barron's talking about Sara Lee, and they've been selling non-core businesses. They've been cutting costs. You know, they actually sold Coach. They actually owned Coach purses for a while, which is an odd product for Sara Lee, because when you think Sara Lee, you think, mmm, cookies. Uh, you think cheesecake. You think things along those lines. So they're getting out of the apparel business. Did you know Sara Lee was in apparel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to legal in a second. Sara Lee peddles mostly food and drink now, along with some household goods. They do... um Meat, and who doesn't like packaged meat? Ballpark Jimmy Dean, sausage and, and dogs. They uh, do frozen bakery goods. They do uh, raid the refrigerator at midnight kind of cheesecake kind of stuff. They do coffees and teas and bakeries. And Anyway, um, Sara Lee was brought up in Barron's, and I'll tell you a little bit more after that, after we hear what station you're listening to. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 